Okay. So I, I actually did something. I, I went back and I listened to last week's recording to see whether or not it was clear or not. And I realized it was clear, but, but it was fast. So there were some points I think I just want to clarify from last week. Sound good? It's took a chazar on some things. So last week we, we had discussed in the Hashem how the... Kodesh Baruch Hu wanted to create two Yetzers, a Yetzer Tov and a Yetzer Ra. And the purpose of that was that way man should be inclined in two directions, toward Tov and toward Ra, um, in order to maintain Bechira. And the way Kodesh Baruch Hu did that is by composing man of two elements, the Shama and the, and the Gof. So that was the discussion we had last time. We were talking last time about the nature of the of the neshama. So just to clarify some of the points we saw last week, we saw that the Gemara and Brachis had discussed that the neshama and a Kodesh Baruch Hu are, are, are comparable to each other. And just like David Melech said Barchi Nafshi and had five Barchi Nafshis, they were, the Gemara says that was Keneged, the one who has these five elements should praise the one who has these five elements. And the five elements that Akash Baruch Hu and the Shama share in common were that, I should look at the exact question of the Gemara, that just like Akash Baruch Hu sees and he is not seen, so too the Shama sees and does not see. Um, here it is. No, one there. Malay kol olam, just like Hashem fills the world. After neshama malay is kol gof, so too neshama fills the body. Ma'akros baruch hu reyav enanira, just like Hashem sees and is not seen. After neshama reyav enanira, so too neshama sees and is not seen. So ma'akros baruch hu zanas kol olam, just like Hashem gives sustenance to the world. After neshama zanas kol gof, neshama gives sustenance to the body. Ma'akros baruch hu tahor, just like neshama is tahor. After neshama tahora, so too neshama is tahora. Hashem sits in a private chamber. So to the Neshama sits in the private chamber. Let the one who has these five things, let the one who has these five qualities give praise to the one who has these five qualities. So Chazal are comparing the Neshama to a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So we had spoken about last, last, last time that the Neshama and the Gof are made... Um, very differently. The Neshama is made out of the Ha'aras Panam of Hashem with the presence of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, with the Hashpah of Hashem, and it is, and is, and is Mole Hashem's or without any, any filter, and is therefore much more like the nature of a Kodesh Baruch Hu himself. Being the Neshama is like the nature of Hashem, that's why we say the Neshama is a Chelek Elokai Mima'al. Not that there are parts and pieces of Neshamas that make up Hashem, we said that's Kfira, that's not true. Rather, the word is, is that since the Neshama is made from a large Ha'ara Rabbah, made from a lot of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light, the nature of the Neshama is much more like the nature of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In fact, we saw the Remchal said in Mishal Sharm last time that the Neshama is actually more halig than the Malachim. Right? The Malachim are pure spiritual being, beings made not from the Hester Panim, not from the hiding of Hashem's face like this physical world is. Right? They, they come from the Tzad Kedusha and they are Ha'aras Panim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Neshama is something which is with even more of a reboy or than the Malachim. So it's more Halik and then the Shama is more Daimeh to Kodesh Baruch Hu than the Malachim are Daimeh to a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So therefore it should be fitting that a Neshama should be like the Malachim, which is something that's Kokulu involved in spirituality. The Malachim don't have Bechira because they are fully involved in Avodis Hashem because their nature is that of the nature of Hashem. There's no Mokum for them to have any Ra or Gashmets in them because they come from a pure Ha'ara of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So to the Neshama, even more so should be fitting that he should be over to Kodesh Baruch Hu fully, right? Right? And we'll talk about that in a second. 
The guf, however, was made, we said, from Hester upon him of Akadosh Baruch Hu. For Akadosh Baruch Hu hiding his, his, his presence, and that's why the nature of the guf is that it pulls toward the physical and it wants all kinds of physical things. So these two opposites were put together, something that's very much of the nature of Hashem, and something which runs in the face of the opposite of Hashem, the hiding of Hashem, which is the body, which is why, in essence, the body is something which doesn't have any chiyas to it, doesn't have any life, because it's cut off from the source of Akadosh Baruch Hu, who is the makor of Chaim, and that's why a body without an Hashem is inanimate. We spoke about last week that a Kosh Baruch Hu breathed in the Shema in man, and that's what animated man to be alive. And when a person dies, it's because the Shema leaves the Gulf. And since the Gulf is cut off from the Chiyas of Hashem, because it's made from the Hester upon him, from the hiding of a Kosh Baruch's presence, so far it doesn't have any schos of, of its own existence. It's not connected to any real Chiyas, and, and it drops dead like a, like, like a Gulam, right? So we, we have to identify that we have the, the, the Shema being purely the light of Hashem, and the Gulf being the hiding of a Kosh Baruch Hu's or. We sp- yeah. When the shaman leaves the body after 120 years, is it very traumatic for the shaman? I mean, I know Moshe Rabbeinu it didn't, uh, you know. It well, the body didn't want Moshe Rabbeinu to go, which I'll get to, and I can talk about it in a second. But yeah, but, okay. but but you're saying for the average shaman, you think is it traumatic for the? Well, because it lived in that in that. Good so 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 that's that's a good point. So so we can talk about that now briefly. It's a good point. Um, it, it really depends if you're a tzaddik or if you're a rasha. Right? And to get all fire and brimstone on everybody, right? The Gemara and Brachas compares the death of the tzaddikim like, like hair that comes out of milk. And it, and it compares the death of Rishoyim um, like, I don't know, something like wool. And you're trying to pull something out of wool. Like, imagine trying to pull something out of steel wool. The other one was wool like out of a bush or something. Bush or something. The other muscle, I believe, was, uh, was um, like the ropes of a ship. They knot the ropes through a small hole. A small hole. And, and, and the ship, they use these ropes to pull the ship down a narrow area. So the way they would do is they would like drill a hole in the ship and tie a big knot. So you imagine a big knot and a little hole. The, the void is that it, it holds well. You know, when you rip through a big knot through a little hole, it's very traumatic on the, I guess on the ship. I, I'm not sure. The muscle, the ship passes the muscle to, to all them, I assume. But anyway, the void is... Hard to get it out. Hard to get it out, right. It's a hard pull. So, so basically, the, the, this is the concept that's discussed in this farm called Kafakela. Um, which is found in, in the Navi. Kafakala literally means the slingshot. And, and then the Shambas experience some level of, of, of a slingshot. Um, so, I mean, there's a, there's a beautiful piece in Roshana that Rav Dessler has. We talked about Kafakala, where basically he says that you are, which we've talked about in this share multiple times, that the point of the Torah and the Mitzvahs is to change the person and make you of the nature of Olam Haba to build the Shlemes of Hashem in you. So if a person spends his entire life in, in spirituality and Ruchnias and Torah and Aveda, so then... So Mimela, what's going to be is that that's who he is. So when the veil of this world comes off and he sees the reality of Enel Mavadu, all there is the Kodesh Baruch Hu's oneness, and he's perceiving a Kodesh Baruch Hu through the spiritual world, which again, every world we said, I'm going to repeat this over and over again, it's a very important point. We talk about Shemayim, it's layers of hiding of Hashem's reality. The higher you are in Shemayim, the less, the less Hester, the less covering there is, the more of a clearer picture you get of Hashem's oneness. The lower you are in the Elamis, down in this world, we are very, very, all the way down, bottom floor, right? We're the basement, right? The the lower you are, the less you see a Kodesh Baruch Hu, right? So when you when you leave this world and, and the covering of this world is removed and you start to get a sense of the true reality that really all that exists is Hashem and your self-existence doesn't match that world, that is a very terrible experience. Um, oh, I was talking about Tzadik, Tzadikim, not Rishayim. So but Tzadikim, that's a wonderful experience, right? In fact, um, there's a Medrash that, that, that in... Um, by the Chorban, that it's that the Yirmiyah Novi goes to the to the Ovis and he wakes up and says, Ovis Elam, wake up, wake up. You know, you're, the base of Mikdash was destroyed, and the, right? And Avramina says, what's going on, right? The child says, says, what's going on? Avramina doesn't know what's going on with us? What do you mean? Like, he, he, you know, he's the Av of all of Kla Yisrael and he doesn't know the base of Mikdash was destroyed? So the terrorist says, in the Hanami, he doesn't know. He has no concept of this world. The Tzadikim have no need to look back 
in this world. They're very happy being misdabek to to Kodesh Baruch Hu. Like that, 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 that's that's who they were in this world. That's the shlemus they built into themselves, as we're going to discuss more onward. That's the, the 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 nature of their neshama after all the mitzvahs they did, and that's where they belong. And they have no interest looking back into a world which obscures the Kodesh Baruch Hu's light. So yes, the tzaddikim have no idea what's going on in this world. Interesting enough, they say that Rabbi Meir was buried according to the Zayar, wild thing, was buried standing up. You're not supposed to bury a person standing up, right? Because you're supposed to be a male of Seisha, right? Usually Tzadikim, they go up, they don't pay attention to what's going on down here anymore. They tell you that's the whole, I need to be mayor, I need to be mayor, you know, when he was Nifter, said he would, uh, he would, he would uh, make sure to, you know, look back into the physical world and not be absorbed into the light of a Kodesh Baruch in that world, to be a male of Seisha, whatever that means. To, to, okay, but that's the Tzadikim. The Rishayim is not like that, you know? I mean, I, I don't remember this if that's just muscle, but, I, you know, imagine a guy that, um, is very involved in his hair and he's constantly slicking it up, you know? Or, or he smokes cigarettes or he's a, you know, ridiculous coffee addict like myself, right? So, so what happens? A person dies, he gets into a spiritual world and what, who is he? He's a guy who slicks his hair, smokes cigarettes and, and drinks coffee, right? And he's looking for a cigarette, a cup of coffee and, and, a, and a comb and they don't exist over there. So it's a very frustrating reality. So what it is is that the person ends up flying around the world looking for his needs but he can never find it because it's terrible. It's a terrible feeling, by the way. So I believe that's their quotes from Simple on the Bali Moser, that it says like Halavai, the person should have Gehenna. Gehenna, we'll talk about later in the Sefer, is a place where a person can purify from all the areas of Chisarin. They're not even there yet. This person is just feeling the natural reaction of being a physical person and existing in a realm with physicality isn't present. That feeling is a terrible feeling. You have no self-definition whatsoever, right? So that's what the Gemara is saying. It's like ripping these, these ropes out of the ship. It, it, the guy is very much entrenched in Olam Hazel. Like, this is like, this is his place, you know? This is what he's used to. This is what he likes. And then, boom, you, you rip him out and, and, and it's a terrible feeling. It's, it's as if you're slingshotted around the world looking for your, for your, um, looking for your tzrochem. Um, so, so, yeah, that, that, that would be the difference. That would be the difference between the Tzadikim and, 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 and the Rishoyim. Moshe um, Rabbeinu is interesting. We'll, 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 get there, we'll get there in a second. Um, so, so the kids are depends on your, if you're a Talik or Rasha, if you, how are you a spiritual person? Oh, it's like clearly a good Meister of Arn always likes to tell. Um, that, um, that um, you know, the, the, he, he, the, the Rashiva always likes to say the idea that if a person can't handle a three-day yomtiv, then what's it going to be when all that's Kulu, kulu Shabbos, right? You're going to be up there forever. It's, you know, right? Can't handle being in the base Medrash. Like, what's, what's going to be with, uh, with Olam Haba for you, right? So, um, so he tells the following Moshev, the, the Abala Gala, that um, there was once a way, a Balagala in Europe always was like the, 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 um, the like epitome of like a coarse person. You know, he was the, the, the Uber driver. No, I'm not saying Uber drivers are, are coarse people, but, but uh, yeah, he went from city to city. He wasn't a very sophisticated person. So the Balagala, um, well, a guy was once driving his, his wagon in the snow and uh, he hears muffled cries in the snow. You heard this mice from before? He heard muffled mice from the yeah. crying from the snow. So he goes and he, uh, and, and, he, and he starts digging in the snow and he finds a yid under the snow and he slips the yid back to, back to, his, um, to his house or whatever. He puts him by a fire, he warms him up, he rubs him with vodka. Baruch Hashem, the yid makes a, 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 a turn for the good and he's better and he's healed and, and the balagala saved the day. And so in Shemaim, there's a big tumult that Lamaisa the Balagala saved Nefesh Achab Yisrael. And, and uh, this is not a true story, by the way. Clearly, this is a, a Jewish legend, but it illustrates the point, right? But um, it could be a joke even. But, um, but, um, but the Shemaim, there's a big tumult that the Balagala, he saved somebody, but he's a, but he's a coarse person. He's going to lose his Olam Haba over time. So what do we do? You know, the guy deserves a huge Olam Haba now, but, but at the same time, so they, they oh, this is Rosh Hashanah drawn. He says this about, when the Gemara talks about people that were kine, their Olam Haba, um, and Sha'achas, and one shot, right? What does that mean? Right, there are all these stories in the Gemara where like either a guy or, or, or a Frayid or somebody does, 
you know, a tremendous thing. And Rebbe Yudah Nasi cries and says, Some people are kind of their Olam in many years, others are kind of their Olam Haba in one minute. And Rebbe's crying. So what's the crying of Rebbe? When you read these Mars of Pashas, you think like, wow, I had to work my whole life for Olam Haba. This person got to do it so quick. Like, I'm jealous that he was able to pull it off so fast. The point of the story is really that it's the other way around. He's crying because he feels bad for the guy whose Olam Haba came in, in a second, right? So the Balagala heals the guy and then the Malachim come down and they tell him, they say, okay, Mr. Balagala, you have one of two choices. You can either pack your bags and come to Shemayim um, and you can have your Olam Haba or you can live the rest of your life and like see what happens. Like you might not make it. So he consults with his family, thinks about it and he says, you know, I'm, I'm ready for my Olam Haba. So he tells him, okay, this is what I want. I want a nice carriage, right? With high quality wheels and axles. I want leather seats. I want a nice paved road. I want 70 degree weather, open, open terrain. And, uh, you know, that, that's what I want, right? Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous, right? But the Olam Haba, for the, from the perspective of the Balagala, is not a spiritual world because he's not a spiritual person, right? So, Yeshua is that these people are not spiritual people. Yes, they get a chalik and Olam Haba from their action, but a life of building yourself into being a ruchni and a spiritual person to a person that does some tremendous thing where he deserves schar in the next world, your clee for appreciating it will not be there. Right? If a person is a grub a person, a person is not a refined person, and I don't just mean in Midas, I mean in learning, in Ruchnes, certainly in Midas, all the above, then how can he understand, how, what, what, what vantage point does he have to understand spirituality in the, in the next world? So Adarab, a person who spends a life of Aveda working on himself and, 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 and doing many mitzvahs and helping other Yidim and learning a lot of Torah and having Das and Seichel on himself, the degree of his appreciation of Olamah, because again, it's the same word. It's, it's the idea that a tzaddik has prepared himself for that next world and therefore he very much so belongs in the nature of that next world. The Rasha is very much so part of this physical world and therefore even if, yes, he can be pulled away from this world and eventually you know we can heal the wounds of, of, of all the physicality put in himself but you're not dealing with a developed person so to speak in the in, in the next world mm-hmm. right I was just going to add I, I once heard about this even in the and he said that sometimes we meet like Goyim or non-religious Jews who could seem like super refined and like very menschlich and we kind of like have a kasha like they could even seem more menschlich right. sometimes than like right. right. he said in a Hanami they might be very good mitos but they're not, they're, they're a Gashmi's to They're not going to be a Rokhmi's to Right, dimension. right. Even the Midas are a of this world, right? We've spoken about it before, but that's the concept of the basically, right? That if the Midas are there to be self-serving, then, then they're not, they're not a Chelek of Kodesh Baruch Hu. Meaning, if a person wants to be a kind person because he feels that kind is a virtue, he's not doing it as an extension of Hashem. He's doing it because that's his own self-decision that, so Melo, that's, that's the life decision of Elam Haz. That's the way he makes him happy within the framework of mm-hmm. this world. It's not an expression of, 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 of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's oneness. The Chachma, 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 right, right, Chachma's Even though it's Chachma, it's not right. It's not doesn't spark yeah, from Kedusha. They had a lot of that. They had, right. they had a lot of you know appreciation for virtues. Right, 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 right. But it, but it didn't come from from the Orav of Kodesh Baruch Hu, hundred percent. Yeah, so the Chelik and the Gashmis. Yeah, Maskim, totally. Fine. So Maisa, we were holding. So we're holding the idea that that the that, that the Guf is made of physical, and therefore the Neshama animates the Guf. So we discussed another element that the Neshama has that the Neshama is able. And this is kind of where we left off a little bit last week. I mean, I Sham last week's here again. But we, we discussed the idea that, that the um, neshama, his job also is to purify the guf, as Ramchal is going to speak about soon. Um, and, 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 and we spoke about the concept of or and kalim. So let's review that very briefly, and then, and then we can talk about the neshama purifying and go weiter from there. Um, we said that a Baruch Hu created a world 
by obscuring himself and leaving over some level of his light. So we spoke about this more last time. So we'll just take basically. So basically, we we have the idea that there are building blocks of the bria. Right? There is the physical world and all of the physicality in this world. Even the spiritual world is filled with olamis and olfams and koiches and inyanim and whatnot. These are lights that Hakadosh Baruch Hu had left after he hid himself from the world. That 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 formed the building blocks of what shemayim and and and, and arets are going to be made out of. At the same time, Hakadosh Baruch Hu runs these building blocks and manipulates them to bring out the tachlis that man should one day have olam haba. So we have a Kosh Baruch Hu running the world with his, his oneness or his infinite, infinite self, however you want to call it, right? This is the world of a Kosh Baruch Hu's yichud, and, and he runs the, the finite building blocks of the world in order to order them, and even though the Bria is finite, it's being run by a Kosh Baruch Hu, who is a, a oneness. It is very much the same muscles in the Shama that fills a Gof. A Kosh Baruch Hu fills the, the Bria, and therefore, even though the world has finite building blocks, whether it be the physical or spiritual world, in the end, a Kosh Baruch Hu is guiding it to its destination and wielding it um, as such. So that is the muscle that we said over here, that a Kosh Baruch Hu fills the world, so too the Shama fills the Gof. We can look at all of the building blocks of the world like Kalim, and we can look at a Kosh Baruch Hu who's running it as the ore, the light which is filling the Kli. And the Tachlis is to make the world closer in nature to Kosh Baruch Hu, where the Kli becomes less thick and becomes thinner and becomes as a Zikuch to it and becomes purified and therefore the nature of the ore and the nature of the Kli become very close to each other. The more the ore fills the Kli, it can be mashpia on the Kli. It can change the Kli and it can cause the Kli to become more spiritual in nature to the point where the Kli no longer is a Ma'akev, no longer something which holds back from having a fuller expression of a Kodesh Baruch because the thicker the Kli, the less that the aura of the Kli can be perceived due to the thickness of, of the Kli. So, so too the Bria is the Kli, and a Kodesh Baruch is the aura that fills the Kli. That's the muscle, just like Hashem fills the world, so too, so, so too the Neshama fills the Guf. The Guf is the Kli, and the Neshama fills the Kli. The job of the Neshama is to mimizakech, to, to, to um, make more spiritual, to make more pure the Guf. And Olam Haba is going to be when the Neshama can finally be, be pile through its turn, its mitzvahs, that it that it accomplishes this world to make the body less physical like we saw last week and therefore the, the body will no longer be something which is earthly and it will be more of the nature to the neshama and it will be almost bottled to the neshama to the point where you can hardly notice that there is a kli because the nature of the kli will turn itself into a facet of of light and that's how the neshama and the guf can together have olam haba chazal tell us that just like the the guf and the neshama worked in this world to be the balatayv so too it's deserving that they have the 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 schar together, and therefore olam haba is not a place purely of our neshama. Our guf will be there, olam haba also, but it won't look like the body that you see today, because neshama would have purified the guf, and therefore and there and therefore and therefore the, the guf will be rui to have a much deeper perception of Hashem's oneness. Within the framework of olam haza, we have no way of perceiving Hashem because the thickness of this world doesn't allow for a perspective of Kodesh Baruch Hu. If the world would become purified and less quote unquote thick, then the world and the neshama would quote unquote rise. This is the concept that the Mukabbalim speak about Elias. Elamis, then the world would rise and to be closer to Hashem's nature and have an ability to perceive Hashem's oneness forever, body and soul together. The body, again, being a sliver of what it is today. Well, again, we spoke about this more, more, more last time. This is where we left off. Now, the problem is like this. If the neshama is going to be able to, to make the, the body spiritual, that means that it has to have a lot of kayach a lot of spiritual energy. It has to be very much so a shining light of a Kodesh Baruch Hu to inundate 
the body, right? If a Kodesh Baruch Hu would do some kind of a nace, like you'd see us Mitzrayim, right? The entire world, or, 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 or by, or by, or by let's, let's take, let's take Maimon Arsinai. Maimon Arsinai, we know all the Midrashim. The world basically stopped functioning, and a Kodesh Baruch Hu's presence was seen through the world, right? Nobody was busy going to work and involved in Taivas at the moment that a Kodesh Baruch Hu came to Arsinai and, and imbued the Torah into the, into the Bria. Everything stopped. All the nations of the world realized that Kodesh Baruch Hu was there, and they all wanted to come until Amalek told them to, to not come, right? When a Kodesh Baruch Hu would reveal himself in the world, then, I, like, like, just like the muscle between the Shama and the Guf and Hashem to the, to the world. If a Kosh would reveal himself and inundate the Kalim of the physical world, then the Kalim would just break down and we wouldn't see the Kalim anymore. Like by Maimon Arsini, they couldn't even, they, in a physical body, they couldn't even yeah. handle perceiving what? They died. They died. They couldn't keep a physical world with this perception of Hashem. The Shemaim opened up and, and, and they were being, Chazal said they were being blown away from the, from the Har. So, so if, if, we, if we would be Marbe, such of a presence of Hashem in the physical world, then the Kli wouldn't be able to handle it and it would burst out the Kli. If the Neshama was able to do its full job in the Guf, then automatically you would do mitzvahs and your, and your Guf would become enlightened, so to speak. Your Guf would become purified off the bat. So, but we can't have that because if we have that the Neshama is at full Kayach to be able to change the body, then we wouldn't have the balance of Bechira. Right? And the whole point was to maintain the balance of Bechira, to let it be that either the goof wins and the body becomes more physical, or the neshama wins and the body becomes more spiritual. But if the neshama is, has the kayak, the kasha is, if the neshama is such a kayak to change the goof, then why, then why want to just overpower the goof? Why want to be like a Maimon Harsinai Lamashal? I'm trying to give a, 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 a Mashal to the kasha. To which the Ramchal and Dastuna says the following. That Kosh Baruch Hu told Neshama it has to limit itself, minimize yourself. He gives a muscle, like I spoke about last week. See, like, he, like Hashem told the moon at the beginning of the Bria, go and shrink yourself, right? The originally, the Medrash says the sun and the moon were the same size, and the moon said that how could there be two kings ruling the world? Kosh Baruch Hu told the moon, you, you go minimize yourself. And the moon became only a reflection of the sun and no longer a mo'or itself. So to Hashem tells the, the, the Neshama, go and minimize yourself. Right? And go into the body. Therefore, we have the Neshama whose nature is to be very big and has this potential of nuking the body, so to speak, has this potential of totally purifying the body, making it spiritual. But at the same time, she's, she's weakened herself like and she's handcuffed like the moon. She's handcuffed herself where she can't fully do her job because if she could fully do her job, it's almost like you have two people arm wrestling, you know? So one guy needs to use two hands, right? Right? Or, or you have a guy that's so good at doing something, so you, you tie one hand behind his, his back, the muscle, right? You, you know, you tie my, my arms behind my back. If the Neshama was given her full ability, then she would just totally inundate the body because her job is to make the body spiritual, right? So how does that accomplish? That is accomplished through the following, is that really what Akash Baruch did is he created the, that there should be many layers of the Neshama. And this is what I want to focus on a little bit today. There are many layers of the, of, of the, of the Neshama that we know that the Neshama that's in the Guf is what we colloquially refer to as the Nefesh. But your Neshama is not just what you experience of your Neshama in your own body. Your Neshama goes all the way up to some of the highest parts of Shemayim. And at every layer in Shemayim, a different amount of your Neshama is present. So like we've discussed before, when a Kosh Baruch adds a layer of Hester to something, layers of, of, of hiding, like we said the muscle, multiple times we said about putting up a veil in front of light, that, that the thicker the veil is, the, the less light you have. So imagine we had a series of, of, of veils or a series of, of, of windows, each window having more opaque glass than the next, right? So then the light becomes lesser and lesser as, as it tra- travels through. So Kosh Baruch was able to put a series of hysterium on the neshama, and therefore the neshama now has many layers to it, straddled through Shemayim, right? We'll explain. Um, on the highest parts in the, in, in the Bria, really every singular neshama 
is not a singular neshama. Really, every neshama is what's part of what's called Knesset Yisrael. The 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 the, the, the um, how do you get in English? The congregation, congregation of Israel. It's it's all, all neshamas really are one hive neshama, right? And that's a very high part in Shemaim because the higher you move in Shemaim, the closer you move to Hashem's oneness. The less space in Shemaim there is for for what's called chilukim or pratim or individuality, right? The nature as you move higher in Shemaim is more like Hashem's so it's more compact and, and and one in nature, and there isn't room for 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 multiple beings. In fact. Um, at a certain point in Shemaim, you don't even have Malachim anymore. Because every Malach has a self-definition. Mechayel is not Rafael, and Rafael is not Gavriel, and Gavriel is not Uriel. Each one has its own defined essence to it. As you move closer through these alumnus, and the layer of hiding Hashem's light is less and less and less, the more the nature of the light is going to be more one-like in nature. Just like Hashem was a singular existence, so to his light that he puts in the Bria is singular, unless if you cover it enough times that it perceives as being finite due to the layer of, of covering that's, that's there. Does, does that make sense? The nature of Hashem is one. So the higher you move closer to Hashem's reality up the totem pole of spiritual worlds, of the Lamas, the more it's going to be like a Kodesh Baruch Hu. At a certain point in Shemaim, there's no room even, as you go higher, close to Hashem's oneness, there's no room for individuality because everything is part of Hashem's oneness. So Kleisro exists as, 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 uh, as what we call, as we call Knesset uh, um, Yisrael, and, that, and, and, and at a certain point when the layer of Hester is applied enough, then all of a sudden we can have what's called the Elam Neshamis, which is the place where the Neshamis start to become singular. Now, we have this concept very much so, all throughout, all throughout the Torah. We know that Adam and Rishon, the Sfarim call, was a Kolo Neshama, right? The Medrash, Fasamis brings, says that in, um, have I said this Medrash before about Adam? The 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 the, the medrash tells us that by Adam Rishon they were tzaddikim that were all over him. So tzaddikim on his ears, tzaddikim on his nose, tzaddikim on his eyes, tzaddikim on his legs, tzaddikim everywhere. Right? It's like if you were to imagine a medrash bepashas, it would be kind of like kind of like um, what's the word? Um, creepy. It would be it would be eerie. You know, like imagine like 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 this picture of a guy made up with little people hanging on him. Right? That's not what it means. Right? What 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 it, what it means is that is that Adam was the what of course created the world to give to man. They didn't have to be. A reboy of man. They didn't have to be. They didn't have to be so many different neshamas. It, it could have just been one entity. Then he would have achieved his goal in creation. I want to give to another. So I create one entity who is the other, and I'll give to him. And that was Adam, right? Now there was a zahar and a cave. Fine, but there was no need for all of the people that would come to exist afterwards, right? So Adam could have been the one to receive Olam Haba, and and he wouldn't have needed to have children. In fact, the Gemara of Azar is very much so mashwa that after Maimon Har Sinai. When we return back to Almadrega, similar to Alman Rishon, which we're going to talk about in the weeks coming, um, that they wouldn't have had children anymore. That would have been the end of Kloisto, the 600,000 people, or 2 million, including, including the women and children. That would have been it. That would have been the entire Jewish. There would be no need for having more children, right? So, so you see that the purpose of creation could have been accomplished easily on, on Adam Rishon. But what happens is that Adam sinned, and that brought, as we're going to talk about more, more Hester upon him, and that enabled the, the need for, 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 for people to be created. Okay, we'll, we'll discuss that more, more later on. My point is, is, that, is, that, is that every neshama could be seen as existing within Adam Arisha, and that would have been the tachos of creation. So Adam Arisha is what the Sfarim call a kolol neshama, right? He is a, a neshama which contains within itself all of the... Neshamas, they're all within the firm of Adam. That's the medrash that there were tzaddikim on his eyes, tzaddikim on his eyes, meaning that every future neshama that would have came out was in the quote-unquote guf or in the neshama of Adam Rishon as a oneness. And, and over the course of time, as tzaddikim would be born, they would specialize out into being different, unique people. So as we're going to see later in, in Derech Hashem, the, the Avon Ravina is going to take Adam Rishon's place as being the purpose of creation. As the medrash says, Elo to the Shemayim, Bihibaram, right? What's Bihibaram, the medrash says? 
Avraham, right? And Avraham ended up being the purpose why the world was created. So this being that Hashem was going to give to, this other being, was going to end up being Avraham Avinu, and not just Avraham Avinu, but was going to be his children, i.e., Bnei Israel, and that's why Koshmuk created the world. Bishvil Rashis, Rashi tells us. Bishvil Yisrael Shenikra Rashis, right? That, that the Jewish people and we, we, we learn out is called Rashis, right? We're the first. I mean, we were the purpose of creation. So Avram is going to take over this role for for Admarishan, and it's going to take three of us to build Klai Yisrael. And again, why three? Again, we can keep going here. But Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, each one giving its own midah, and Yaakov being what we call the Nivchar Shebe'avais, and like we saw in last week's parsha, Yaakov is given the name Yisrael, and the Jewish people are named after Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu has 12 children. These one children are called Shvatim. A Shevet is like a stick. If you imagine Yaakov as being the tree, we can look at the Shvatim as the outgrowths of the tree, right? The gematria of Echad is 13, there were 12 Shvatim plus Yaakov Avinu. That equals 13. The famous Medrash, Yaakov Avinu sensed there was something wrong with his children, Minas, and they said, Shema Yisrael Shem Echad, and he said, Baruch Shem Kvim Ha'chusayel right? That, that Yaakov Avinu represented the Echad of all of Yisrael, and the Shvatim were the Reboy of the Baruch Shem Kvim. The Baruch is always Reboy, more coming off from the oneness, going into the, into the, into the multitude is the world of Baruch. Baruch is when, you, is, when you, is when something expands, right? The Shvatim are viewed as the expansion of Yaakov Avinu, right? And Yaakov Avinu, the Chazal tell us, was one of the, the, the face, the Adam, that was on the, the most of the Kisei Kovet. Yaakov Avinu then became the Tachos of the Bria. Obviously, it was a binion of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov that built it together. But together, it created this concept called Yisrael. So really, every neshama that ever exists is a chalik of Yaakov Avinu, like it was supposed to be originally by, by Avram Avinu, right? And that's the Yaakov's Bli Mitzarim. We can keep going on, on this vein. But the point is that all of Christ, so then Kleisro, and we'll talk about this later, Kleisro broke down to 12 subunits of that neshama, and from there it broke down to 70 units, that was the, the people who went to Mitzrayim, and then by Harsinai it was a 600,000, that's why you hear all these references that there are 600,000 Isis in the Torah, and every Isis connected in the Shema. By the way, the math doesn't work, there aren't 600,000 Isis in the Torah, the, the Shlo deals on how that actually works. Okay, fine, Ein Shem, whatever. But the point is that, that became, there became like base Neshamas, and then you hear this concept that there are, there are a of in the Shema, or, or something which is a spark of in the Shema, or a chelak in the Shema. The point is that we all subdivide out under the cloud of Yaakov Avinu. So high, high up in Shemayim, right? And a very high place where there's a lot of reboy of Hashem's or there's no room for individuality at that point. And Kleiso exists as a singular unit, because in that space in Shemayim, there isn't room for what we call Pratim or Chilukim. Therefore, all Kleiso exists together. And that's the world that we call, right, the, above the world of Olam Neshamas. And then below there is the Olam Neshamas, where all the Neshamas come from. At that point, the Shama still travels through multiple spiritual worlds, each time being concatenized or made smaller, until finally the lowest part of the Shama is able to bridge itself to the physical world in a guf. And that is, again, what we call the nefesh. So these layers that we have basically are nefesh, ruach, and the Shama. Chayin yichida is not for today, okay? Yeah? But nefesh, ruach, and the Shama. So I'm going to give you a mushal. Nefesh Chaim uses the mushal, famous mushal, of the glass blower. That how does it work when a person glows glass, glows, blows glass, tongue twister, right? Blows glass. How does that work? So he has a tube and he has glass and he blows through the, through the tube and that shapes the, the glass, right? That's the muscle of the neshama. The neshama is also of neshima, of breath. The idea is the nishma's piv baruchu. The neshama of each individual is the first moment when that neshama can have enough of a hiding of Hashem's light to enable that neshama to be a unique entity. At that point, the neshama realizes it's a unique entity, but at the same time understands that its makor is from 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the concept of the breath leaving the mouth. The breath views itself as being an independent entity that's leaving out from the body of the person that blows. So to the muscle is that, that at that point, the breath of a person is leaving Kibiyachol, the Neshama is leaving from a Kodesh Baruch Hu, not a Kodesh Baruch Hu, but again, from this part in Shemayim where the or is very strong, and to the next layer where there's more of a covering or a hiding, then that entity can now be perceived as being independent, whereas before it was contained within the sum total of light of the higher world. This is very deep stuff, Are we following along a little bit? So that's the concept of the breath leaving the mouth. It, it hops where it's coming from, right? Your neshama is, is a halaga thing, your neshama. It, it knows that it's an independent entity, like a malach, and it knows that its source is a kodesh baruch and your neshama would ever, ever, ever do anything bad, and there's kol kulu tov, where, the, where your neshama comes from, and, and no ra, almost... Um, it's complicated. Um, fine. The next stage in the Shama has to go to a to the next stage. And the muscle, when the air comes out of the glass blower, the air that by the for the chaya and yechida, just just for the purpose of it, um, the, the 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 chaya represents when the shama is so in, entwined in the light of a kosh to the point to where it's 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 viewed as almost the the oxygen in the lungs. And the yechida is where the even 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 the oxygen in the lungs eventually comes from the rutzen of the glass blower. That's the highest part of a person's self, where we come from the, from from the rutzen of Hashem. Deep stuff, but let's continue from the mashal. So as as the air goes down the tube, then that's why the next stage is called ruach, wind. Right, the lowest stage is called nefesh, notion of resting, by nafash. Right, because then it comes to rest on the bottom. So we can look at it the same way also that that the neshama. The moment in, in Shemayim that it's able to become an independent entity from the hive of the Jewish people, it's a Heliga thing. It understands that it's a Heliga Lokaimimal. It understands it comes from the Reboy Or of a Baruch Hu. As it concatenizes in the next level, it then becomes Ruach. Ruach is something that's in transition. That it knows that it's, a, it's bridging at this point between its lower self in the body and the higher self, which is, um, which is in the Guf. That's Ruach, the concept of movement. And the Nefesh represents the concept that's coming to rest, and it is, and it is, and it's connecting itself to the, to, to, to the, to the Guf. At that point, is it has, and by the way, there are many layers of the Shama within layers. Within Nefesh, there's the full array of, of Nefesh, Ruach, the Shama Chayechida. Within Ruach, there's Nefesh, the Nefesh, the Ruach, the Ruach, the Ruach. The system itself has infinitesimal amounts of, so it's very com- confusing when you, you know, look in this farm how that, how, how that works. Um, but, but, but the point of the Ruach is to be that Nakuda, which is the bridge between our higher self and our, and our lower self. In fact, the, um, the muscle that they use for it is the candle, Kiner Nishmas, right? The Neshama is compared to a, a candle. It, it, it's, it's very cute that I, I heard once that Ner is Rosh Tevis Nefesh Ruach, that, that, that Nefesh is Rosh Tevis Ner Psil Shemin. Right, Nair, the, the candle, psil, the, the, the wick, and shem and the oil. And if you look at it like that, the oil is like the medium between the fire and the wick. If the wick represents the physical substrata, the guf, the lowest part of the self of the nefesh, comes from the guf. In order to bring the fire to the wick, what do you need? A medium. What's that medium? Oil. The ruach, the oil, the oil, right? So the oil always represents the medium. In fact, the word mashiach... It's also a mishcha of oil, because Mashiach is the medium which is to bring Hashem's presence into the world. The Melech Mashiach, the job of the Melech is to be that bridge between the higher world and the lower world to bring the presence of a Baruch Hu in the lower world. So the, therefore, 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 Mashiach services almost like the Bechin of what the Ruach does for the, for the Nefesh. In fact, that's why it says that Mashiach, the Pasuk says in the Navi, can smell Yerashet. We always find a concept of Mashiach with, with smell. That's kind of like the world of Ruach, right? 
Uh, there's, there's a lot of minyanim to, 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 to this, very deep stuff. But 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 the kids are again. You should understand that your neshama is 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 limited within the guf, and that's why the neshama cannot naturally just overpower your guf. If the fullest extent of your neshama, as it existed in the higher worlds, would be contained in your body, it would blast your guf to pieces. Your body would become a chelik of spirituality and would rise up to the higher worlds and inundate the physical world, almost like what happened at the time of Altantari. The physical world just ceased to exist for a little bit. It was suspended. It became much more spiritual at that moment. Um, and 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 until Kodesh Baruch Hu left it and, and, and put it back the way that it, that, it, that, it, that it was. So so too you wouldn't be able to have the balance of Bechira. But now that it's the lo- that your neshama goes through these layers and 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 it's finally the lowest part rests in your into into your body. Now the neshama doesn't have the power to overpower the guf unless if it is given the tools through Torah mitzvahs to fight against the guf. Now that the now it can be an even boxing match now at this point between your body and your soul. In fact, I spoke with this last time, but I don't know if we spoke with it in depth. The mitzvah yibum, I know we said this last time. I don't remember. Mitzvah yibum is an interesting thing because the sfarim refer to the body as the shoe. Right, because now that we've said the muscle again, let's let's flush it out. That the shoe is where the foot fits into. So if we could look at a person's neshama, it was almost like almost like the sheer coma of a human being. The highest part of the neshama being connected to the rosh of a person. Those are the higher elements of your neshama, and as it comes down, the lowest part that makes touch to the ground is the um, is the um, is the is the, the foot. So the foot enters into the shoe. Um, in fact, there are sheetas in Allah that you take your shoe off. There's a tumah and you have to wash your hands. So we don't we don't, we don't hold that way, but but there, there are there definitely are those who have such a chumrah that when they, they don't don't start doing this, they take their shoe off because again that represents the concept of misa, right? The the, the shoe being taken off the, the the body is like the the soul leaving the leaving leaving the the, the gulf, right? Um, and the yibum is, is where the brother died without a foothold in this world. Your children are your continuation in the physical world. They can keep doing Torah mitzvahs and be mezaka you um, back 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 upwards. Um, a person doesn't have children, vites in the world, so he's cut off his shoe from the world. So if, if the husband, whatever, they don't want to do yibam, so she takes the shoe off, she spits in it, as a simon that you're disgracing the shoe of the brother, right? You're disgracing the foothold the brother had in the physical world. So just a cute muscle to explain the, you know, to explain, to explain the Indian. Ayn Sham the Rimban, when we get there, by the way, by Erva um, Inan and, uh, and, and Shayla with, um, with Tamar. Um, okay, fine. So moving on, where are we next? Uh, so this, this, this is this concept that we say that the Shema comes from Metachas Kisei Kovet. Because the layer in Shemaim called Kisei Kovet is when Shemaim starts to come into Pratem. The Kisei Kovet represents Hashem's throne, meaning a Kodesh Baruch Hu's um, plan or his, 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 his Anhaga and bringing the world to completion and bringing his Malchus into the world represents the concept of his throne, right? So the moment that the Bria comes into all the details in Pratim where, where, the, where there's enough Hester upon him where HaKadosh Baruch Hu has the, uses Kalim to bring the world to completion that's bringing his Malchus in the world and the Shoma comes from under that point because at that point now there is the level of, of, of individuality at that point. Um, just interesting aside, another cute Vertel, by Karach uh, it's interesting that um, by Karach, it says, Vayikach Karach ben Yitzar ben Amram, Vayikach, not Amram, Vayikach Karach ben Yitzar ben, ben, no, no, that's Omen Bels, Vayikach Karach ben Yitzar ben, ben Kahas, right, it, ben, ben Levi, it doesn't say Yaakov, it doesn't say Yaakov, right, his Yichus ends at, at Levi, right, Karach ben Yitzar ben Kahas ben Levi, yes, 100%, yes, he was from Kahas, he was ben Yitzar, 100%, good, not, not Yaakov, you know why, it says that Yaakov, you know, that his name shouldn't be Mesiachas to the Rishoyim, right? What's going on? That when a person does Averis, and when a person is Matama himself, he deletes his Neshama from this world, right? He, he makes himself totally physical, his Neshama gets schlepped into his, 
into his into his guf. Oh, I know I won't talk about this. He gets slumped into his guf and has a lack of existence at that point, right? Yaakov Dalmi, not to be associated with Rishoyim, meant that on the inside, every Yid Be'etzim is in the Shama that comes from Yaakov Avinu. And even though you could burn, burn, burn away all the parts of yourself where you have no more connection to the next world and no more a part of Kleiser anymore, that Nekuda of Yaakov Avinu is still in a Yid. And Yaakov Dalmi, that every Yid should still have the Yaakov Avinu, the, what we call the Pintal Yid, inside of himself, that he didn't want the, 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 the Israel, the Shem Israel, to be removed from every Yid. So even though a person can burn parts of his Neshama all the way up, at its core, though, you, you, every Yid is still part of the, the Jewish nation. It's a beautiful word. It's, um, it's also interesting, the concept of Kares, by the way. Kares, it always talks about the Nefesh as Kares. If you notice in, 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 in the Pesukim, the, the Sfarim say the idea that Kares is where a person can basically obliterate the lower part of his Nefesh. Um, um, I mean, he fails in Almaz, he has Kares. So it's not the Vort that the Neshama no longer exists anymore, but, but the, the full um, extent of the Neshama is no longer is no longer there. So it's almost like a person showing up to Olam Haba with part of his essence being removed. But the part that's removed is the lower part of the person, which is referred to as the, the nefesh, right? That's why kares is always the nefesh. So this idea of spiritual disconnection that we talk about by kares does not mean that the, 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 the neshama is, is nechal v'chal destroyed. It means that the lower part of the self, which you're perfecting in this world, gets... Gets cut off. Okay, so deep in your honor. Removed with with the veirus and and tumma. Yes, it gets cut away from the ruach it, and and the neshama. Yes. Does the ruach ever get removed? Like, no, do you work? no, no. Okay, it so can be ruach, blemished. The ruach can be blemished, and the neshama doesn't get blemished to start. Because at that point in shemayim, when the neshama exists, there's such kedusha because there's such or of a kosh baruch in that in that place. That's hard for ra to exist on on that level. Um, again, again, this, this is not supposed to be a Kabbalah class. I just wanted to give more of an insight into understanding of how the neshama works, and and this this should give us a deeper understanding of what the struggle between the neshama with the nefesh and the guf is, right? And you should realize that there is a spiritual part of your being and it comes from a place which is very halig and has the kayak to transform your guf into something which is spiritual. Now, I can't do that in Olam Hazza. We're going to talk about that more as we continue in, 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 in the Derech Hashem. But it, your neshama comes from a very, very, your nefesh comes from a very high place. But the amount of it that you experience is a minimal part of it. And that's what allows for the struggle. And that's what allows that, that a person can go with the drives of his body as opposed to the desires of the nefesh. But we saw like in, in the Mesut Sharm last week that, that the, 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 the neshama is not happy. The nefesh is not happy. You know, that's why, again, people that are rich and famous, you find divorce and psychologists and all kinds of drug abuse. They're a mess. They're what's up shot, right? Like, because nefesh for Eva, loy samale. You know, the, the hungry person hungry for Olam Haza, he's never, he's never filled, like the Ramchal said, because again, there's a component of you that comes from under the Kisei Covid. Yes, you don't experience it because it's been blocked off and you don't experience the foot of the greater body of your neshama. You only experience the lowest part, which is merged into your guf. But like, there's a higher part of you, and that part of you is pokokul kedusha higher than the, the malachim, and therefore a person's ever satisfied in this world. That was this week's parsha. Yeshli ravachi, yeshli kol. Right? Yeah. Esav said he had rav, and 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 Yaakov said that he that he has kol. Rav is the world of of of, of the gashmias, right? Esav chased after his guf, and he was interested in the world of of kamos and and and, and, and amounts of things. It's a beautiful medrash, by the way. Beautiful Medrash says that um, once upon a time there was a pachami, there was a coal, a coal merchant. They made a coal, like you take wood, you burn it into a coal to use for blacksmithing. And in the, in the shuk, all of a sudden, all of the straw merchants came and dropped their straw all around him, and he got claustrophobic. And, 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 and someone told him, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of all that straw for? One spark of your coal, 
the whole thing is going to go up in flames, right? And the Medrash says that's what it means. Kibes Yaakov Eish, Kibes Yosef Lohad. The house of Yaakov is a fire. The house of Yosef is a flame. Kibes Eish of Kash, and 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 Yaakov and Esav is Kash. What's Kash? Kash is something which is hollow on the inside. It's tubular, right? It takes up a lot of space and it has very little premium to it, right? Yes, it fills up Olam Hazeh, and we feel inundated by 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 the Kash, which is. Around us, but ultimately, one spark of of, of neshama of Themius, can inundate the entire thing, and that was the world of Esav's Rav versus Yaakov Avinu's Kol. And and again, the struggle between the Guf and the Shom is a person realizing that he has this Halaga part that, that that's within him that's capable of a whole inner world, um, and that would be able to at some point inundate the external the external world, and and that's why that's why Esav is like straw that the internal world of the neshama can obliterate the external world of of the. Of the goof, it's within our potential. But Kol's mom in Olam Hazeh, we get the claustrophobia when we see all the straw all around us, all the taivas and all the COVID and all the other things that are, that are surrounding us. And and at that point, we um, we, we we fail to realize that, that we have this internal spark which is inside us. Another element's got to go. I just want to just sort of briefly that way. Next week, we can move on. Um, the the morale and Tzvi this is a beautiful thing. He talks about the idea of the Gemara and Kedushin that Reish Lakish says that um, he never saw a fox or a, or a deer, a different animal there also, ever have to, a fox use its cunning or a lion use its strength or, or, or a deer use its swiftness to ever get its parnasa. And yet man is running around using his seichel. And, 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 and the Maral over there says... The vort is the following: is that by by Gan Eden the default was the malachim. Well, he didn't say this, but but the vort by Gan Eden when Adam Rishon before the chet that food was brought to Adam because neshama was meant for a very halaga task in this world. It's meant for chachman, for Torah, and tveikus to Baruch You don't ever find in the natural world people using their their special talent purely as a means to propagate their own existence. Yet by by humanity, because of the chet of Adam and the world of Gashmias that we live in, we find that the seichel has to be engaged in, in things like you know in, in in making money or fishing or whatever whatever that's one of the examples in, in, in the Gemara fishing. I didn't say that, but but the point is making money or 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 your or, or your um or, or your sustenance or whatever your trade is 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 doing, and that and the Gemara speaks of the idea that therefore a person has to realize that the neshama that you have is is meant for a much higher task and a calling, and we realize that we have this Kedusha that's embedded us, that's from under the Kisei covid so then we should then engage it in, in, in Terah Mitzvah and Sichlias to, to, to overpower the Guf and build our, our own Haba. Okay, so we'll, we'll continue next. Next week we're going to talk a little bit about, about, about the Guf, and then we'll continue in, in, in Derek Hashem. Okay,